Well, I'm so excited that you're here to join me for Voice of Breakthrough, this podcast. Podcast. So we are going to hit some powerful topics. Every single week, we will be having a new podcast with a new topic. So get ready. I'm telling you, this is great to exercise to. This is powerful to uh, listen to when you're cleaning your house or cooking that dinner or cutting the grass, which you could turn up loud on your, you know, your, your little iPhone or whatever you have there. Anyway, you're going to love this powerful, life-changing, every single week podcast of Voice of Breakthrough. come before you and we just thank you for your awesome word. We thank you that Jesus Christ is the word that became flesh and dwelt among us. We thank you. That's how important your word is. Your word is so important that you sent your only son to come and reveal it to us. Not just to reveal it through prophets, but he came and he demonstrated it. He demonstrated the power of that word. He demonstrated the God of that word. He demonstrated how to live and walk in that kind of authority and power. So Father, we come in agreement with you tonight and say, yes, we are wonderfully made in your likeness and your image. And now that your spirit lives inside of us, we are new creations in Christ Jesus and old things have passed away. In Jesus name, amen. Amen. So tonight we're starting a new Tuesday nights this is training and equipping. And we're going to talk about first what we're going to be doing in the groups. So people at home or other ministries that follow us can actually start doing the same thing. We've been talking a lot. Remember, I think just last Tuesday we talked about running the race, right, out of Hebrews. So we're going to go there and we're going to read those scriptures again tonight. And then we're actually going to break up into groups. And you're going to talk about what are the weights that slow you down in this race. What are the sin? Any sin issues? And then what are the entanglements? Those are three things that make running this race uh, very unproductive. Amen. You're not getting anywhere. And so we talked about last week, right? Jesus is the author and the finisher of this race. Jesus is the one that we look to. Amen. So we need to always have our eyes on Jesus. When our eyes are on us or the eyes are on condemnation or the eyes are on world events or the eyes are on anything else, guess what? You're not running the race right then. Amen? So I want you guys to get this. I want you to see this. God's really making this simple clear. Amen? Because this is going to be the most fruitful year of your lives. This is going to be the most fruitful year of your lives. I believe that. God is really giving me the how to teach this in a way that you can grasp it. Okay? So I want you to get a hold of that picture first. Use your notebooks tonight. Next week we'll start, we're not going to do handouts because then you won't use your notebooks and you'll lose your handouts. But next week we'll probably be talking about the whole garden thing. So we're going to go back and forth between running the race and the whole parable about the sower and the seeds in the garden. Okay, so some days we'll be doing race. And you can kind of tell if you look at, if you go to Facebook and you look at what ad we put out, if it's got a race picture on it, guess what? We're doing something about racing that night, running this race. So when we run the race, we're going to be looking at the whole idea of the race and what is the prize? How do we get there? The whole thing. Okay. And we're going to deal, like I said, then we're going to break up into groups and you're going to deal with the sin issues in your life. The weights, that's the heavy things, the things that bother you, the things that make you not run the race. It could be being a single mom. It could be, you know, uh, feeling like what you went through in your childhood, whatever. Those are the weights, okay? And then entanglements are the things that get in and entangle you, codependency, um, you know, just whatever those issues. So you're going to start talking about that in your groups, praying for each, well, the group leader will decide if you're praying for each other or how to do that. So at Beauty Fresh, is, um, as we train, amen, uh, Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. I want you to imitate that when you're in these groups, you're not superior to the people in the group. Amen. We don't lord it over each other like the world does. So actually, if you're facilitating a group, it's only because I feel like there is a real ministry call on your life, whether it's a local pastor call, whether it's a ministry outside of Beauty Frashes, or whether it's just helping to minister here. Amen? 
And then there's all the other gifts, right? There's serving and there's giving. And so it's not one over the other. It's just trying to help people grow and mature where God wants them to be trained and equipped. Amen. And at the same time, helping other people get free. So how many know you may get a position of the facilitator and yet you might have more things to deal with on that list than anybody else. Amen. And that's okay. Just be real. Just say, okay, you know, we're going to all go through this together. And you guys, you know, um, just, you know, help me if I don't see something, you think I'm not seeing it right. And, and help me with that. Okay. Is that cool? All right. So let's go to Hebrews 12 for the race pages. I put Hebrews 12, one, cause that's what we're doing. Hebrews 12. I don't, we won't get through all of it tonight. We'll probably finish it next week. And then I put race. And then I put down here, Jesus, because I'm going to run the race this way. Amen. <laughs> and so Jesus, will see, he is what we're running towards. Amen. We are not running towards ministry. We are not running towards being superior. We're not running towards feeling better about ourselves. Amen. We're not running towards making money. We're not running towards, we are running towards Jesus. Okay. So point one for everybody listening when you're not looking to Jesus, you're not running the race. And that's in everyday life. Sometimes, like right now, I was talking to the Lord today. 2020 to 2021's Friday nights have been such an intense time. As the Lord's given me so much visitations and prophetic insight and how to pray and do things. That now things have kind of, I, I feel like we're past the place. I feel like. What we've been praying for Friday night is a yes and amen. Now we're just waiting for it to manifest. And if you were here last Friday night, the delay, it's not going to be delayed. So now I, I'm just like in my, if you want to say my normal anointing, which is kind of teaching people how to be set free and healed and that kind of thing. And it's strange to me. It seems like it, 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 it's just such a different anointing. It's, it's just not the intensity of the other one. So I'm like, Lord, am I missing you or something? You know, what's going on? This is like so normal. I could do this seriously. Just open the Bible and I could do this because I've been doing this led by Holy Spirit for years, right? And Lord goes, no, I, you just don't need that other anointing right now. That's done. Yay. How many are excited that that's finished? If you've been here praying on Friday nights, that's been a lot. Amen. So get ready to start seeing it. I believe we're going to see it really soon. Let's go to, I'm going to read it in the Passion Translation. Hebrews 12, 1. As for us, we have all, we have all of these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go. We must let go of every wound that has pierced us. Okay. So he's calling it wound. It's also called weight. Okay, so whatever is hanging on to you from being hurt, whatever is hanging on to you from, uh, you know, addictions, whatever. So whatever wounded place is still in your life, we have to get past that, all right? Um, also, the sin that so easily fall, you can fall into. So if there's sin you find yourself falling back into, gossiping or um, worse, amen, whatever, just, we're going to be looking at that today. So if you're going to, when, when you get together in your groups and for those that are home, we're going to do this and you can do it on your own, but it's nice if you get some people, you're going to write on there somewhere on your sheet. You get to design this however you want. You're going to put on there. What are the weights or the, the wounds from my past that try to hinder my race? Amen. Somewhere on there, you're going to write, what are the actual sin issues in my life? Okay. And if you confess those sins, he's faithful and just to forgive all sin. If you need some healing, deliverance, if you have a sin issue, then, then we can deal with that tonight. That's what Tuesday nights are for. Amen. If you're not ready to confess the sin yet, but you know what it is, put it, put it on there so you know you've got to go deal with it. Amen. All right. Then we will be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination for the path has already been marked out before us. We need to look away from the natural realm and we need to fasten our gaze upon Jesus. He will birth faith in us and lead us forward into faith's perfection. He's the author and finisher of our faith. Okay, so in this race that we're running, it is a faith race. Okay, so you have to understand faith. So you need to deal with 
in running this race. What tries to give me doubt and unbelief? Now, everybody can tell you're not going to do all this tonight. Amen. This is stuff you don't. I encourage you to take these notebooks home, pray, because the topic will be different next week. So your groups are just to help you get started in this. Amen. Amen. Okay, so if you're going to wait for one hour on Tuesday nights, then we'll all be raptured or whatever <laughs> before you'll be able to finish. Amen. So we want, we're going to jumpstart you in this race. Many of you have had the teaching for years, so it shouldn't be that difficult. Go to the mentorship page if you if you joined our mentorship or partnership and listen to some teaching when you find out what these areas are. Amen. So this is kind of like um, school, amen? This is kind of like you've put yourself in school. You can do as much as you want or as little as you want because I'm not your, um, I'm not the professor. I'm not going to grade these, amen? But the fruitfulness of this and your intimacy with the Lord and where you end up in this race will really be uh, dependent on how much you decide to really run this race. So I want you to see, you are only running the race when you're what? Looking to Jesus, all right? So I want you to get that. So when you're in the middle of a problem and you're not praying and you're not asking Jesus for help or so how do I handle this? You're not in the race then. So let's try to start doing everything in the race. Wouldn't it be nice if your entire day is spent running this race? Amen. So, so when you can't find that hammer that you need to fix something on a wall that you're trying to fix and you got to get that nail put in just right and this is so dumb all I need is a hammer where's the hammer all right so you stop because that's not running the race okay you say oh god please show me where the hammer is you could even do like I think it was Elisha right one of those prophets said oh we need that hammer and it floated up right it's a whole story about it but I'm just saying god is cool all right so so you need to pray even when you lose something. So when you're running this race of faith, faith is the substance of things hoped for, not yet seen. Amen. Faith comes by hearing and hearing from God's word, which is why we're preaching his word, but also from hearing by the Holy Spirit revealing God's word or teachers teaching God's word anointed. So know that in this faith race, that's what this is. You're going to run this race as you look at Jesus, the author and finisher, and the more you fill yourself up with the word of God, the more you listen to teachings, the more you listen to, um, you know, uh, you can find so much anymore. My gosh, it's on YouTube. There's tons of teaching. There's, you know, um, I mean, it, it's exciting to kind of have God put you in a place to say, let's, let's, ref let's do a refresher course. Let's really grow. Let's learn. Has anybody else got that kind of excitement? Like right now, it's kind of like the Lord's, we're, the Lord, he gave me that scripture from Revelation that we're going to be unmasked and then it's time to train. So I think we're like really close to an unmasking. Amen. <laughs> because God's God is really beginning to do this training. All right. Now these are things to write down because they're not going to, you're not going to have time in your groups to repeat all this. We look away from our natural realm. So we quit looking at the problems of life. We instead put our gaze onto Jesus and he will birth faith in us and lead us into faith being perfected. His example is this, because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his, he endured the agony of the cross and conquered its humiliation and now sits exalted at the right hand of the throne of God. All right, so the prize of this race, okay, everybody's not going to get this prize, only the people who run, amen? And the Bible says to run to win, amen? The Bible says to run to win. So, you're not competing with anybody else in this race. Okay, you're not competing with anybody else. Isn't that awesome? Thank goodness it's not whoever gets to Jesus first. They're the only one who gets them. Everybody else too bad. You know, I'm kind of glad it's not like the Esther story, right? Where only one got to be the queen. Amen? So, so God, God is the prize. Jesus, a deep relationship with Jesus and being part of the bride is the prize of this race. So you need to see, why am I running this race? Because if you don't see why you're running this race, it's going to seem like works to you. It's going to seem like it's, it's not. Okay. I want you to think, for those of you who've been in love, and then for those of you who haven't, but you have this great idea of what it'll be like, and... And you can't wait to get to that, to the wedding day, to get to the place. 
it's so hard because our cultures are so messed up now, but to that place where you actually are going to be able to start a whole new family and you're going to be together forever and all this kind of thing, right? And you're getting so excited about it and you just can't wait. You just can't wait to be into that place where the relationship gets to grow and blossom and be productive and, and really have its own life. So all the women who've been through divorce are looking at me like, and then a few of us still have sparks in our eyes. And a few of you are like, what's marriage? Anyhow, so it's hard to teach some of these things in the culture today. Amen. But, but that's why you go back to that first love. One thing about this race, you're never supposed to leave that first love. Amen. And I don't know about you, but I will tell you this. When I saw John Foster, I knew I was going to marry that guy from almost day one. I mean, it was like, I am running this race. And I just thought he was the greatest thing in the world. I thought he'd tell me about, you know, he was a pilot. He'd tell me he had, he had this really good tan from just getting back off of a um, gas. What is it? What are those things out in the ocean that Exxon and all has, huh? Well, yeah, he was out for his college internship kind of thing because he's older than me and he was further ahead in school. So he, he was out there for a few months and boy, they paid him a lot of money for back then. And, and he had this good, cute tan. And then I found out, oh, he flies airplanes. And I'm thinking, oh, and he's an engineer. Oh, my mom, I'm like, this guy. And then he's very sweet and kind and not crazy like most of the people in the world, especially in college. And I would, I, I mean, I'm telling you guys, I could not think of anything else. I would call him. We, we would get on the phone as I was at a different college and um, we'd get on the phone and we'd actually fall asleep, but we wouldn't even talk sometimes. It was like just non, just nonstop. I just, we got engaged really quickly and we, we had a two year engagement, but it was like so extreme so much love I'm not kidding couldn't anybody was around me that's all I talked about my whole family knew I'm he came to meet them like almost after we had met not very long and and that's a scary thing if you had my family you don't want anybody to necessarily come stay at your house back then my brother was young and it was we were not we were a little bit more um unsophisticated unsophisticated family <laughs> it was I, I, for for John to make pass that test, and I was still, and I'm still his wife. I, that was a big one right there. But anyway, so for and for those who can remember a time like that, um, unfortunately, ladies, because you don't do these things God's way, most of you don't ever get to experience all that. That's sad. Come back and do things God's way. He knows what he set up, and he knows how to run this race. But in that place, there's this, just think about him all the time. Want to talk to him all the time. Want to hear every story about him. You can't wait. His mom's going to show you baby pictures. You know, the whole thing. Okay. And I want you to understand that that's the race you're in. But the prize, the bridegroom is Jesus Christ. For, to help guys get this better, have you ever had a really close best friend or a brother or, or a, a cousin or someone where you just couldn't wait to get together because you're going to go fishing or hunting or uh, whatever, basketball or whatever you want to do, but you just can't wait. Oh, they're going to come over today. They're going to hang out. I mean, my sons um, were such good friends with Donna's sons, my, their cousins. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, so it's, I want you to think about this race. I want you to think about someone you really, really enjoy being with. That's why Jesus takes on all the different relationship roles, to be honest. So everyone can relate, okay? So you're running a race. You're not competing with anybody else. It's all based on your hunger to know him. This entire race is based on your hunger to know God. Amen? Now, he's in charge of this race as long as you look to him. He's going to build your faith. You got to look to him. He is the word. He's going to get you in the word. And, and I think this is going to help some of you. Because when you run a race of condemnation, I never do it enough. And I, I never get anywhere. And, and you're not in the race. Amen? You're not in the race. You're actually off somewhere else doing what the devil wants. Thinking what the devil wants. Believing what the devil wants. You're not even running the race. Okay? 
So I want you to begin to get sensitive. Am I running the race today? Am I running the race right now? Because as we get into the whole garden thing, the two go together, there's going to be a fruitfulness if you run this race. It's going to show up in every part of your life. Amen. Now, this race is not to be in ministry. Okay. This race is not because you're afraid the devil's going to bring sickness back on you. And you're, you're so, or you're afraid something bad's going to happen. That's not the right race. Amen. That doesn't mean that while you're running this race, God's not going to reveal ministry cause. He's not going to have people prophesy over you. He's not going to give you a stirring and a hunger and you're not going to move in the gifts. Amen. All of that is part of this race. Okay. As long as what? I'm looking at Jesus. I'm looking. There's so many people in the church who aren't even looking at Jesus at all and think they're at the finish line. So we want to do this thing God's way, right? Plain and simple, we want to do this things God's way. So we're going to get very sensitive that am I looking at the self-absorbed people? They think they're doing all these things, but it's about them. I, I preached and minister for years of being so self-absorbed. I, I missed a lot of the best part of my children's childhoods because I was so self-absorbed. How do you know if you're self-absorbed? Everything's about you. Every time you have a conversation, you want somebody to hear your poor story or your great story or whatever story. Amen. Amen. So these are all the things you're going to start to see and hate because they don't belong in this race. They're those sins. They're the weights. They're the entanglements. Okay. And then as we go through, however God ends up doing this whole thing, you're going to be able to relate more and more to this. And the garden part is when we're going to actually look at the actual seeds that were planted by the enemy and also the seeds that God planted and, and really start seeing how to have a great, be fruitful and have a harvest. Amen. Okay. For consider him who endured the such gainsaying of sinners against himself that you do not grow weary fainting in your souls. In other words, the enemy is going to have people attacking you and attacking you and attacking you. All right. To make you what? Grow weary and faint in your soul. So I want you to put somewhere on your notes, Satan's assignment against running this race is to make me weary and wear me out. How many would say 2020 and going into 2021 has been a season of trying to make you weary and, and, and just run out of steam. Amen. And we're not going to get into it tonight. But we talked about it Sunday. Go listen to Sunday's teaching if you didn't. About the different kind of grounds that you are. And how some of those grounds will not have any kind of endurance. Okay. So we got to recognize. If the Bible tells us this. Remember it's, t it's giving us ideas of exactly what we need to look out for. Alright. So tonight when you get in your groups. If you get. See how far you get in this. But. But you can do it next week. We'll see how it goes. And I don't care if you get together in between or call. But you can say, what has the enemy done anything to wear you out? And some of you say, yeah, having to work this many hours and then having to go through this and having to do that and having to do that. How many know those are all things to wear you out? But the joy of the Lord is your strength, right? So you can go through anything if it's God's will and can remain joyful. Amen. You can accomplish a, a lot. If you're in God's will, running the race. You're always going to be in his will to run the race. All right? All right. Okay. He, he goes on, he says, he's saying, look, you haven't <laughs> died yet from doing this wrestling against sin. And he goes on, he says, and you have forgotten the exhortation which he speaks with you as sons. My sons. All right. Now, I want you to get this in this race. God's going to encourage you with the revelation that you are his sons and daughters. You are children of God. You cannot even be in this race if you're not a son or a daughter. Amen. You are. Can everybody get that identity? You need to write some of the, you need to catch this. I am a, and it doesn't even say child here because child can be an infant. Amen. A toddler. They're not going to go very far in a race. He's, this scripture is talking to sons and daughters. Remember, sons and daughters are going to overcome the evil one, right? So guess what's going to show up in this race? The evil one's going to show up in this race. You've got to overcome evil with good. 
Okay, so do you see how you connect all this together so you can get a really good picture in your in your head of what you're supposed to be doing and how you're supposed to be doing it and how all these scriptures come together. Amen. So and like I said, when you get together in your groups afterwards, it's not to solve everybody's problems. It's just to help everybody get into the race. Amen. To help everybody start seeing these things. And if something comes up, you could share about that thing and have somebody to help you. Okay. This isn't to draw attention to your issues and your problems, especially those who love doing that. You will not be allowed to do that. Your group leader will know this just keeps them out of the race. Amen. So if you're somebody who will share all your problems in five seconds, you're not going to get to share yours because we're going to build you up in your most holy faith. You're already built up in your poor you. Amen. Some of you got to deal with your poor you because you, you won't face the poor you so you can bring healing to that part of you. Amen. Can I get an amen? So you understand this is going to be different for each group. This is where all the people who are going to lead. You get to, you get to have a fun time being led by Holy Spirit to know how to do this. Amen. And do it in love, please. We don't want the group to get smaller and smaller. All right. Now listen to this. He speaks to you as with his sons. My sons, this is God speaking. Do not despise the chastening or the discipline of the Lord. Do not faint while being corrected by him. Which means do not give up. Walk away. Say it's not worth it when you're corrected by God. Now God corrects you. You can find it in scripture with People who are anointed by him to give account for your souls and they have to stand before God. I have to stand before God one day and give an account for every soul that God brought in here. Not if the devil brought them in, but if God brought them in here. People who've left who are supposed to be here, I will have to stand up and give an account for their souls. Give an account for what I did, how I did it. They're going to have to get up and, and see whatever God wants them to see. If, if they became, if they were stony ground and they took off or whatever. Do you understand what I'm saying? It, this is not like over when we get in heaven. When we get in heaven, God's going to sit there and, and we're going to face the judgment. And not in a bad way because we're in because the blood of Christ takes away our sin. Amen. But God's going to wipe away every tear. He's going to heal every area, everything we didn't understand. Don't worry the people who aren't running this race while you're running the race. They'll get before the Lord and they're going to go through their race one way or the other and find out what it was that he was requiring. There's going to be a lot of tears. I would rather have my tears on this side of heaven, amen, and actually get to get in as one who's going to rule and reign with Christ. I truly want my tears on this side of heaven and I get to get in as, as part of the bride. That half of the church, according to Jesus' parable, who gets to go to the weather, 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 wedding supper of the lamb, Amen. So, well, I think it's everybody. Well, I, I'm fine if it is because I know I'm in there. Amen. I'm okay if everybody's in there. That's up to the Lord. But he does give a parable that says half the church isn't. And they did have um, lamps. They just didn't have oil. Amen. How many know you being here tonight and every Tuesday, you are making a choice uh, to have oil? You're making a choice to jump into the refiner's fire to be made ready. Amen. That's what we do here. And it's not a little thing. It's a totally powerful new covenant thing that the early church did repeatedly. You can see it in scripture. All right. So he goes on. For whom the Lord loves, he disciplines and chastens every son whom he receives. That's from Proverbs 3, 11, 12. If you endure discipline, God is dealing with you as sons. For who is the son whom a father does not discipline? But if you are without discipline, of which all have become sharers, then, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, indeed, we have had fathers of our flesh as correctors. We respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the father of our spirits and live? All right. And it goes on. For our fathers disciplined us for a few days according to the things seeming good to them. But God, for our profit, in order for us to partake of his holiness. All right. So get this. God's kind of discipline is so that you will become holy because he's holy. So how, how, as you're running this race, this is all part of the race, right? As you're running this race, those sin issues, those entanglements, those weights, and they can cover all the different things you're going to find the bad seeds in your garden, right? All of those things God is going to deal with in this race. 
So you keep your eyes on the Lord. And I'm telling, what, I'm telling you what true Christianity is, okay? I'm telling you what true biblical Christianity is, all right? That will produce a harvest, you'll see this, of peace and righteousness. See, we look at people who have matured and walked through the fire, right? And we're like, oh, I'd love to have that kind of anointing. Oh, I, but now everybody just wants to run and get that without running the race. And, and there's a lot of delusion where people think they're so mature just because they've been around people who, who've run the race for real and have gone through it. And, and so God's got to bust this delusion out of the church. Amen? Amen? He wants that love, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, long-suffering, patience. And believe me, it's an ongoing race. I won't get into it, but I had to tell a, a phone call from someone today in the family. And um, it was really rough. And so I hang up the phone. And the enemy wants you and your flesh. Want, your flesh just likes to join the enemy, okay? Just so you know, the fallen flesh likes to join the enemy. That's why we crucify it every day. So it's not like all of a sudden just gone. It's like a temptation every day. So I won't say I made an A on this particular test today. Maybe just a C plus. So I'm really going deeper to find out why does this particular thing try to really get me. And he actually showed me some things. He showed me that, that, um, and see, okay, Get this. That's the race, everybody. That's the race. It's not the race when you say, there, that, 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 and you start mumbling and complaining and blaming them. Guess what? You're not in the race anymore. You're on the sidelines. Amen. You're on the sidelines. Sometimes I think you're even being pushed back. Amen. <laughs> being worn out. So you've got to stop and say, okay, why is this bothering me like this? It, it doesn't matter if it's a legit reason that you're right and they're wrong. Because God doesn't care about that. He cares about your heart. He cares about are you honoring this person? If it's someone you need to honor. Are you loving this person? What, what's your real motive? What's going on with you? What's going on with you? How many know God wants us to examine our hearts? He tells us so, doesn't he? So this race, this is what this race really is. Just so you know. Because as I let God do this work in me, I, I get closer to him. Okay, if somebody acts as if they could do this, 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 and they're also spiritual and all this, and they haven't been disciplined according to God's word, they're not his. Amen? Okay, now discipline is not, okay, discipline is not God making bad things happen. All right? You can see the connection right here in this scripture that discipline is there's something in your heart that's evil. And God's about perfecting you to holiness. He's correcting you so you can partake of his holiness. So how does he correct you? He convicts you in this race and he brings discipline. What's discipline? Call and apologize. What's discipline? Deal with your heart issue. Okay, that's what discipline is. Discipline isn't sickness. Dis discipline isn't poverty. Discipline isn't a divorce. Discipline isn't something bad happening. Amen? Those are all works of the enemy who is attacking us on this planet, whether we're running the race or not, right? Okay, he attacks. There's people who don't know God, never even heard of God, who's had gone through worse things than anybody in this room. So it's get rid of the lie, I'm going through so much because I'm so spiritual. Now, you're going through so much because there's so much in your heart that Satan owns and he's trying to use it to maybe stop you from running this race, okay? I mean, he may hit some people harder to try to stop them, but there's got to be something in there for him to hit. Otherwise, you're hidden in Christ. Otherwise, there's nothing for him to get his slippery little hands on, amen? And that's the perfecting of our faith when you can get to such a place. Now, in correction on this race... So when you get in your groups and group leaders, you want to bring people to, okay, one thing the Lord had to really show me this week, because the thing that happened today, plus the thing that else had happened this week, how many know when you have a repeat kind of thing? <laughs> you didn't pat, you, it's like you were too blind on the first go round, amen? He's like, okay, let's try this. Let me tell you, that discipline gets a little rough 
Because at the same time that God is disciplining us and correcting us, Satan is watching like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And if we don't get it, he's going to get able to grab us. And even in then we can repent, right? We can run back to God. But by then there's been a consequence. Amen. That God was trying to stop with his First of all, with what he paid with his own life, amen, by sending his Holy Spirit and by giving us his word. He doesn't want any evil to befall you. Discipline is not evil. Amen. Amen. And amen. Okay, discipline is not evil. Discipline, oh, thank you, God. All right, if you're not a messed up, totally whacked out parent, and your child is getting ready to run in front of a, a moving truck. And you grab that child and you, I know nowadays, and you put them in timeout. <laughs> this is code. And you put them in timeout. <laughs> Amen. So that they'll remember, don't ever do that again, it's too dangerous. Don't run away from me. Don't get that far away from me. You know, and then you also, what would you do? Is you would start really training them. Stop, look both ways, look both ways, or take my hand, right? This is good parenting. Unfortunately, people aren't parenting very well these days. But good parenting says, look, I'm training you to be careful. I'm training you to look both ways. I'm training you to use your brain, amen? All right? And so if you understand that, so, mm, God, he says he's a good father, right? He says, you, you took it from your fathers because you knew for a season they're trying to help you. How much more from him? Amen. All right? So let me say this. If you want to run this race looking at Jesus, and I'm telling you what's in this race, okay? He's teaching you his ways, his kingdom. He's protecting you from the evil one. He's going to try to help you. The true ministry, because we're also teaching people how to minister. True ministry is to yield to Holy Spirit to be part of that system of discipline, part of that system of correction, part of that, dis that system of helping people to be safe as they keep their eyes on Jesus. It's not lording it over people. It's coming alongside people. Come on, real parents, decent parents. You grab your little kids by the hands and you walk up to the right. Okay, look that way. Okay, look that way. Oh no, wait, 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 wait. Okay, okay, we can go now. Let's go, let's go, let's go. You don't get in front of them and say, follow me and, and hope that the car doesn't speed up or something while you're way ahead of them. Right? Or, or think that they're actually going to follow you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, hands, let's go. Right? I mean, this is real parenting, okay? And some of all the new parents around here having a lot of kids, wait till that third one comes. It's like, okay, hands, hands. Okay, older one. Take your brother, take your sister's hand around here, sister. Take your sister's hand. Take your, now don't let go of your sister's hand. Hold your sister's hand. We're getting ready to go. <laughs> Hold your sister's hand. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> oh, it's fun when you don't have enough hands. Amen. I'm just saying. <laughs> You're like, Hold your sister's hand. Hold your brother's hand. Hold your sister's hand. <laughs> Uh, everybody hold on to the backpack. That's good. That's a good idea. But the idea is you train and teach them and you discipline them to get the point across. This is serious. Okay, this is serious. God's not kidding. He wants to stop the devourer. He wants you to tithe. Amen. He's not kidding. Ho! Oh, he's not kidding. He wants you to be sensitive to his leading. How many besides myself, how many have just felt something was wrong and you just went on because you were too busy with your day and then something happened, you're like, oh, I just knew it, I should have stopped, right? Okay, that was God trying to show you. That was God trying to discipline you, okay? And, and I, I'm not going to get my whole story, but I learned this in a very painful way. There are consequences to not obeying God. There's consequences to not letting that discipline change you, convict you, and deal with your heart issues. Amen? God does not bring the consequences. The enemy brings the consequences. Okay? Because God is protecting us from evil. Okay? So this is real. People, Christians like to pretend there's really no devil. And, and so, you know, everything's got to work. There's a real devil, people. Turn, turn on the news if you don't believe me. 
You probably don't have to do all that. Just, just drive in your car for a few minutes. Amen. Just drive in your car for five seconds. You know, whatever. There's real evil. It's getting stronger and stronger. All right. All right. So get this. All right. Discipline should grieve you. Okay. Now get this. If discipline condemns you, you're in the wrong race. Okay. God's conviction, God's correction, God getting in your face sometimes. Using people as imperfect as they might be. He still does it. Amen. He, it, it should grieve, it should grieve you in the sense of, oh God, I'm so sorry. You know, what's going on? What's wrong with my heart? Why did I do that? Okay. Now, really understand and get out of the race of condemnation. And this is a really important thing for the groups. You've got to get people free from condemnation. You can't grow in condemnation. You stay in the same place. You try harder. You, condemnation is works oriented and it's, it's kind of based on a, a fail or pass. Okay. It has nothing to do with the reality of in Christ. Okay. How do you know if you're in condemnation, not running the race? Because there's a false judge in condemnation. And he tells you how bad you are all the time. He tells you there's no hope for you. He tells you everything's your fault. Can I get an amen? Because y'all need to hear this. Because there's so much murmuring and crying and whining and poor me stuff. Okay. That is indicators of a spirit of condemnation. Get the teaching on it. Listen to the teaching on it. When you get in groups, find it. Condemnation. Condemnation comes from hard-heartedness where you don't see God right. And it's, it's, the enemy has planted fear. A feeling of hopelessness or lack of power. And he's out to get your sound mind. There's not a person who would be diagnosed with mental illness who does not live under a spirit of condemnation. A condemnation is a false judge. And when it crosses over to being called schizophrenia, it's because they're actually thinking they're hearing God. And they're doing whatever that God says. And it's very evil things. And it's a wrong understanding of God. Amen. But God's sheep hear his voice. So we who hear God for real are not schizophrenics. But do you see how bad this is? If you're running this wrong race and you think it's a God race. If you really think this is God talking to you. This is how God deals with you. This is what God says. Do you understand what I'm saying? You're actually running a race listening to a false judge of condemnation. Who has a goal to take your sound mind. Or have you walk away from God. Amen. Okay, it's serious stuff. There's nothing about any of this thing called life that's not serious. The cool thing is we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. But you've got to have a really good picture of how all this works. Because a lot of you have been Christians for years running in the wrong race. And so you do all these works. And I do this for my church. I do this for... Then you get so mad if somebody doesn't give you recognition. And truthfully, you're doing it all for the wrong reason. He is the prize. It's about relationship with him, not a fake one. I'm so, I won't even say it. You know, somebody can get into to worship. And then uh, Mario was saying this on something. It was so true. They get into worship and then they're really hungry for God. They're going after God, say worship leader. And the next thing you know, everybody's imitating what that looks like. You know, and pretty soon they're on a contract singing songs that they have a certain amount of days to write and produce. It's no longer looking at Jesus for a lot of it. I'm not saying for all of it, but pretty soon you can watch them and they're doing all this and that. And it's like, it's this like way over drama for any kind of anointing that's being released. And then the next group imitate it and the next group imitate it. And the sad thing is you can look at it. No, they, they don't have an intimate relationship with the Lord. You know, it's like, it's like we begin to, to imitate in, when we're not running the race. Oh, that's what it's supposed to look like. No, worship should look like what it looks like with you and God. Amen. 
And and I'm not judging anybody. The enemy's always going to try to get us into the love of money. He's always going to try to keep us in condemnation or feeling superior. Whatever he can do to what? Get your eyes off of Jesus. Now get this. If you really get off track or you've been really wounded or you went to some really messed up churches, you see Jesus wrong. So you really, your eyes aren't on Jesus. You're running a race, but your eyes are not on the real Jesus. Amen. So in your groups, make sure you're, you're running the race with how, well, They're like, well, how do I do that? How do I know who the real Jesus is? Read the real Bible. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John revealed Jesus. But stop. Don't let the devil of condemnation tell you, see what he's doing? No, don't to ask Holy Spirit to show you. Take your time. Stop and look. The woman was caught in the act of adultery. What did the real Jesus do? He speaks to a woman who's on her fifth live-in relationship. She's not even married to this one. This woman says divorced and back with somebody, divorced and fifth one. What does he do? See, that's, I'm not going to tell you because that's what you got to grow up and go look. What did he do? And you need to take time to look at that stuff and change the lies you have about him. Amen? Because you might think you're looking at Jesus and you're not looking at the real Jesus. Okay, what does he think about religion? What does he think about rules? Look at the picture of a man with a withered hand. And it's like, well, can't Jesus just wait? The guy's been like that for years. Can he wait till tomorrow so he doesn't break the rules? He, he's, not, he's not about rules for the sake of rules. Are you? Is your, is your concept of Jesus as he's out to get me? He's going to hurt me? Oh, he, where, where did you get that from? Okay. And so a lot of this, you're not going to be able to get done. We're going to get in the groups in a few minutes in these little bit of group meetings, right? But you can spend time alone with the Holy Spirit. You can talk to God. You could try to start reading the new covenant in, in a, with, with the eyes to see Jesus and eyes to run this race. And then you have to start. And this will go along with your garden things that we're going to probably pick up next week. Because in the garden, when you say, why do I think that? What seed was planted in me? Why am I bad ground? So we're not going to get in that tonight. But probably next Tuesday or the following Tuesday, depending if I finish this race thing. Okay? Do you understand what I'm saying? And this isn't going to be a one-time thing. We're going to do this for a while. We're going to take all these different scriptures and understanding, and we're going to put them in those notebooks, either in the race or in the garden, or pull them out of the garden. Y'all can have a weed pile, not, <laughs> not a medical weed pile, just a straight out tears, <laughs> bad, what did you say? <laughs> Amber, you might live in one of those lawless states anyway. Lord help us. Amen. But you're going to, oh, this would be a good idea. On your, your page for that, you could put like a will, like a barrel, you know. I don't know. Ryan can draw that kind of stuff. And you could throw those bad seeds and those weeds in there, right? And then we'll do a next picture and put them on fire and they're all burnt, right? <laughs> so anyway, because I want you to get to a place to really do this. I want you to get to a place where like, oh, I get this now. I get this now. This isn't that hard. As I'm walking this out, I'll see that God says, don't whatever. Don't be, be angry and send no. Ooh, what's that? What, what, how would I say? You see, all these scriptures will start to make, they should make sense to you now, but they'll have a to me, God's given us a, a systematic way to help you really see what you've dealt with and get free because there's so much, amen? But the more you go home and do this, the more you get into this in your prayer time with God and really deal with this stuff, the better. You want to run the correct race. If you don't have the fruitfulness of love, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, long-suffering, patience increased in your life, there's a really high probability you haven't been running the true race. And you need to find out what's the sin in there? What's the weight in there? What's the entanglement in there? 
And another part of some of that is, what does Jesus look like to you? You may have to go back. The whole part we just said about the father, if you had a father and he did not correct you in a way you could honor him or in love, then you're going to see God's correction wrong. Amen. And so we have lots of teaching. We're not going to go over all this stuff, but there's lots of teachings on the, the father's love. All right. All right. He goes on. Um, all right. God's kind of discipline, the true discipline from the true God will give back peaceable fruit of righteousness, being right where God wants you to be, to the ones having been exercised by it. In other words, the ones running this true race who learn how to handle discipline, who learn how to submit to God's discipline, who learns how to let their heart be changed in the process, they are going to be right where God wants them to be and there's going to be so much peace in their life. Amen? He goes on, because of this, straighten the hands hanging alongside, help the um, feeble knees and make straight tracks for your feet that the lame not be turned aside, but rather healed. So that whole thing, and we're not going to get into all this tonight, but he's basically saying, look, why the enemy's going to try to make you ha hang your head down in shame, say you can't do this, get upset, say forget all this. God say, no, 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 don't do that. Okay, don't do that. Come on, ask God for peace. Ask God for strength. Ask God for joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Let's do this real kingdom stuff. Amen. He goes on eagerly. This is where he's dealing with me. Eagerly, be eagerly to pursue peace and holiness with all, without which no one will see the Lord. So, okay, I'm just going to say this. You cannot see the Lord unless you're going after peace and holiness and to have good relationships with everyone. So why is everybody seeing God everywhere you turn? Oh, I had it. I saw God. I saw God. I saw God. Can God, can God give people uh, encounters with him and revelations? Yes. But if it's real, it has to go along with godly discipline by Holy Spirit, true turning from sin and conviction. It's not going to be happening and people acting like it's okay in the sloppy grace stuff that's going on out there. That's called delusion. Well, you're, you're making this hard. It's not hard. It's his word. Amen. He doesn't want you to get messed up. Yes, you can have encounters with him. Yes, you can see him. But only if you're running this race. Only if you're running this race and you understand I'm running this race towards Jesus. I'm running this race to become like him. I'm running this race to get to know him. I want to be holy because he's holy. It's such a big part of what, what is going to have to happen in my life for this race. So do you see what I'm saying? Okay, so this, this is to get everybody in the right race. There's a bunch of different races running, running around. There really is. There's a lot of people who think that they got it with God and, and they even think they're anointed and, and they're, it's not there. And Jesus himself says to a bunch of people who think that, doesn't he? This to me is one of the most wake you up scriptures. When Jesus says to somebody who lands there and they said, and they're like, didn't I? Didn't I prophet? Didn't you see me prophesy God? Didn't you see me cast out demons? Didn't you see me heal the sick? And he just looks at them and says, away from me. You work of iniquity, I don't know you. That's somebody who was running the wrong race and didn't know it. And nobody seemed to have the discernment or care enough to tell them. Or maybe they didn't get around anybody who could tell them. Amen? Well, gosh, you're making me afraid. Good, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I can look around this room and see so much fruit and maturity from what most of the people who come through these doors, including myself, start with. Amen. God is now going to begin to fine tune and heal the church and bring us to maturity and make us ready for what? An unbelievable harvest. And we, we all act like it's just a, a concert and, and an altar call and a good time. You know, they never, they don't think like that in countries where there's a lot of persecution. It's starting to change here because of that. Some of these people, you got to think, wow, they're really brave. They're really bold. Amen. But God, God's getting us out of happy, happy into the reality of what a persecuted church is going to be like and how to shine during that time. Amen. And we've got to be in that race. Watch diligently that not any lack from God's grace 
So you're going to need God's grace, people, to walk this out. That you get no root of bitterness growing up that can defile many. So write somewhere on your notebooks. Spread some of the stuff around so you can go back and fill in. The root of bitterness. There are only two evil roots in the scripture. P people say there's others, but biblically there isn't. There's the, the love of money is the root of all evil. Okay. And the other one is a root of bitterness. Okay. So bitterness is resentment and anger, a hurt place, something you can't really let go of and forgive. Ho! So I don't know that you'll get to it tonight. I doubt it because I got to be quiet real fast here. But maybe next week uh, we'll start, we'll do groups first and the other second. I don't know. But you need to deal with bitterness. You need to get real with bitterness. With something that happened to me the day, I thought, well, maybe there's still a little bitterness there. The Lord's like, well, you want people to get their consequences if they don't repent when you should be wanting mercy. Sometimes you get like, well, gosh, Lord, I, I have to apologize for everything and I repent of everything and I see this and I see that and they just don't get it. You know, they just don't get it. They can be mean and hateful and everybody just puts up with them and they think everybody, they, they use your name and say, oh, look how God's blessing me. And you're like, it's manipulation some of the time that's blessing or false, or and it's real. It's like, Lord, what is this bitterness? And Lord says, Cindy, you've got to want mercy. When people are blind, they're blind. It doesn't matter if they're people close to you. It doesn't matter if it's somebody who has been saved for years and should know better. Amen. According to your, <laughs> your judgment. Amen. It's like, and Lord said, what makes you think there's no consequences? This person does not have the relationships with people that people without some of these issues have. The Lord said, you wouldn't want their relationship you wouldn't want their relationship with you instead of the relationship you have with someone of the same place in your family. In other words, a mother and a daughter. They'll say your mother and you don't have a good relationship. Well, but you and your daughter have a good relationship. Then you could think, why this is that right? Well, the Lord's like the consequence is they don't have a good relationship where you do, but you don't want to be delusional and think you have a good relationship when you don't because people just put up with you and roll their eyes when you're not there because they have bitterness because you've never made it right. Is everybody having fun yet? <laughs> Amen. This is in the word people. I'm not making this up. Amen. God wants a people who are holy because he's holy and we're not competing with one another. Everyone has gone through different things. I'm not pretending to know let me say this. That's what it says. You have to have grace to not have bitterness. Okay? So his grace is sufficient. His grace is enough to make sure that you can forgive. No matter how horrible what happened to you is. Amen? Woo. All right. Get this. In your race is just you and the Lord. Amen? So it doesn't matter that in my race, I was never molested by my father. Thank God. Amen? You, my race has nothing to do with your race. If in your race you were molested by your father, you're going to get bitterness in there. You're going to have a hard time respecting and loving God. But guess what? That's your race. Right? Here's the good news. His grace is sufficient. It's not about how bad it was. It's not about how evil the devil is. It's about how big God is and how sufficient his grace is. But if you don't see him right, you won't understand. He has the supernatural power, the divine power to pour out everything you need to run this race and to forgive and to let go and to be healed. And he paid for it all himself. Amen. And, that's, and let me say this. Just because you had something really horrific doesn't mean you should stay at the start line forever. Why? Because it's the same grace to get you to the finish line of your faith. You're just not running it because you got to deal with the stony places, which we'll deal with some other night, or you got to deal with the lies of the poor me mess. Poor me will never go anywhere. Why? Because poor me can't touch grace. 
Poor me is not even in that race. Poor me is over the devil has done this and God doesn't love me and the people don't understand it. Blah, 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 blah. Do you like standing on the start line from the minute you got saved and never taking a step forward? Because you're really missing out, people. You're really missing out. But you don't, I don't have to know because I know about his grace. Um, I want you to write this in your books to stop bitterness. Whatever pops up in your head, because it's still there in some of you. I mean, I found a little of me today, so I know, amen? At that place, don't dwell on what that person did and how unfair it seems and why don't they get theirs. They put vengeance belongs to the Lord, amen? God will take care of everything. And God wants us to have a heart like he had a heart on that cross. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing, amen? And we got a lot of teaching for those watching. Get on the mentorship I'm telling you, get in the mentorship so you can go get this teaching or some of it's on YouTube. But you have to deal with each of these issues and be serious about them. Amen? You need to be serious about them. Bitterness is about, if bitterness is the only second root of evil, how many know you better make sure it's gone? In other words, when you see about a root, there's only two things Satan can do that makes uh, that seed that he put in you go deep down into darkness and get planted. That's what a root does. A root goes looking for some fertilizer and water and everything needed to keep that thing growing. To either produce, and we're not going to get tonight, but we will look at one night, the fruit of what the enemy's done. Ooh, this is good. See, we look at the fruit and we try to deal with the fruit. God goes, no, go back to the seed, then look at the root. Because if you don't go back and pull this thing up from the roots, you can take the seed, you can take the fruit off all you want. It's just going to grow back. So you need to, you need, when we get into the gardening phase, you need to, you're going to draw some pictures of nasty little roots and a seed and all this kind of stuff. We're going to get into this, you guys. All right. This is it. This is our year. To overcome every single thing. This is our year to get in small groups and really learn how to do this. And then guess what? We're going to take this to the nations. We're going to take trained up people to go into other churches and other places and have conferences and help people learn how to do this. And because this is a lifetime thing, it's not a weekend conference. It's just teaching people how to walk this out. Amen. But I want you to get this right now and make it really big about grace. His grace is sufficient. So for leaders, and this is for those who are going to be watching, quit letting people murmur, complain, and tell you their sad stories. You point them to his grace. You get them in the right race, pull them out of the race of condemnation. We're the false judges with the wrong picture of Jesus and the Father. Help them get situated in the correct race to run the correct race. So they can see God, right? Amen? And then in that race, have no room for a pity party. Don't enable them to continue to go nowhere in their walk with God. Well, Cindy, you're so tough. God lives inside of you. He lives inside of you. He lives inside. If he doesn't, you're not saved. Do you get that? How can you say, oh, can I give this up? Wow, what do you mean? You're actually saying Satan is bigger than God and that is horrific. That is a lie. You are in the wrong race. His grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. That means his grace is so sufficient it will take care of anything. It doesn't matter how messed up you are. It doesn't matter how much you made your own problems. It doesn't matter how much somebody did to you. It doesn't matter what inherited junk you got. Amen? Why? Because his grace is sufficient for everything. So here I'm, I'm running this race where grace is sufficient. In other words, I can do, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because of his grace. I can forget my past because of his grace. I can... Mm, when you read these Bible promises and you start writing down some good seeds in your notebooks that you're planting, amen? Amen? Then you're going to get the wrath, you're going to get the idea. I'm planting this knowing he's got the grace to make this grow. He's got the grace to make this real. Okay? 
True ministry does not help you plant bad seeds. Or if there's bad seeds planted, water them. Oh, yeah, that's so bad. Oh, do you want some sunshine on it? Oh, wait, let me get you some fertilizer. We need to see how bitter we can get you. It's called codependency and enabling is not ministry. But what about compassion? Compassion looks like Jesus. Jesus sits by the woman who has a truckload of mess. Amen? And he says to her, that one's not your husband. She says, oh, I discerned you're a prophet. But then he tells her how to get saved. And he makes her an evangelist. And she sees her whole town saved. Because he moved in the gifts of the spirit to tell her some things about herself. But he had to be full of love, right? Full of compassion, but honest compassion. All right. Okay. So next week, we're going to look at the rest of this, hopefully. And we're going to see the two ideas of how God is. Because right in the same scriptures, isn't that amazing? In the same scriptures, it tells you how people who see God wrong see him. And who he really is. We don't have time tonight. So next week, we're going to do that just at least out of these scriptures. Because this is the scriptures about running the race. Amen? All right. So for those who are doing this with your churches, your Bible study groups, or you're just going to do it at home yourself with your notebooks, you can make your notebook any way you want. All right? Like if Allison was here, she'd have the fanciest notebook. She'd have vines growing and it looked look like artwork. I've seen her do it when we went to the Philippines. I had her start doing a notebook. Okay? Um, if you're... Like an engineer type, you've got your whatever, your one dot, one word to mean something, one dot, one word to mean something, one dot, one word, whatever you do. It's probably not pretty, but, but it's organized, okay? And it's in a good order, okay? If you look at mine, you'll see I had this thought here and this thought here, and I left some room in between in case another thought came in there, and then I thought the little thought here, little picture down here, okay? Um, I'm kind of, but I can look at it and know what I'm doing, Amen. So you are in charge of how your notebook looks. But I would get a system and I would stick to it so you can look at it at a glance and know what you've done, okay? And, and spend a little time and come up with something, all right? Now, what we're going to do is we're going to get in groups. We're going to go off of here in a minute. But for those who are at home doing this or those watching this or starting this in your churches, I recommend finding some of your more mature people who've, who've got the fruit of love, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, long-suffering, patience in their life. They know who Jesus is. And then give them a couple of people in one group and have them all just share and start writing down some of these things. Okay? And that's what we talk about. That's why you write it as you go along. And then we can get in groups and talk about some of it. Then guess what? You could take it home and keep working on it and working on it. Why? Because your race is not include your group. It's not like, okay, here, here's, here's, um, here's Caleb's little group. Come on, guys. <laughs> you know? If we made it a competitive race, now they'd probably win because they'd have to call each other every night, see how much they could do. But it, there's no competition in this race. Amen? It's just you. So you can run it as fast as you want or as slow as you want. But remember, you're, not, you're, one, you're running for the prize of relationship that gets deep with Christ Jesus. Amen. A relationship that gets deep, deep with Christ Jesus. So he's taken out all the evil. I'm going to be holy. I'm going to be disciplined and learn his ways. I'm going to walk in him. Amen. Everything that hinders that he's going to deal with in this race. Amen. And Holy Spirit is the only one by his grace that can get you in this race, keep you in this race, and have you get to the prize. Amen. Now, if you love this teaching, and you better say you love this teaching, then we want you to check out our web at beautyforashes.org. There is so much teaching there, and there's a resource uh, library there. And also, check out my Facebook page at Cindy Foster. Beauty for Ashes Ministry. We'd love you to partner with us and come along for the ride into the apostolic. God bless you. 